0: What's Shake and Bacon? Welcome back to Screencast. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside a very, very big group of people right now uh, up in the center. We've got the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. Oh. Uh, the big dog, Kevin Coelho. He only produces everything, Kel- Kevin Coelho. What's so. up? And then, of course, joining the show for the first time in a very long time, the second best baby blues in San Francisco. Forbes, 30 under 30, and a man who will forever be taller than me, Mr. Tim Geddes feels good to be back.
1: Can't wait to talk about all this with this group of people. We
0: have a very special <laughs> show for you. Rounding out the group, of course, is the Hispanic heartthrob, clicking heads and sticking beds, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Andy Cortez. God. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> don't um, ask. I,
2: I, don't I, was te- I was telling Kevin that the last time I was on this show, it was the infamous Greg Miller, oh, Mr. Geez. Robot Hacking the ATM Machine episode. And <laughs> oh, it's no. been a while, and this is like a, a good triumphant return.
0: Uh, Well, we're very happy to have you guys. Of course, uh, today we're doing a very special episode of the show and going forward, we're going to change it just a little bit. Uh, We are actually going to kick off with a review of the boys season two episodes one through five. We've all been enjoying the show so much that Tim was like, why don't we just talk about it on screencast? Uh, and it's, that seemed like a pretty good format for that. Um, if we have a little time at the end of the show, we'll go into some news, but there's not much news anyway. And I doubt we will anyway, but uh, next week going, uh, we're going to be moving forward episode by episode. So next week, the crew is going to come back and we're going to talk about the boys season two episode six, and then the following week episode seven and then the following eight. And then after that, I think it's done. So. If you guys aren't clear on that format, today's one through five, we are going to do spoiler-free impressions first. So you guys can get, uh, a little, if you're not familiar with the boys, you can get a little uh, taste for how we're feeling about it. Spoilers, I think we all love it. Uh, and then we're going to go episode by episode and talk a little bit more about the minutia and we'll get into spoilers. Before we do that, of course, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our amazing Patreon producers who, it feels like they've been with us since we were born. Uh, Mohammed, Mohammed, and Al, the Predator tribesmen.
2: Momo now thank you Momo, Momo now,
0: now. Coming, to, coming to Hulu live <laughs> coming to Hulu come to Hulu live soon no. Hulu live. <laughs> of course uh, a couple housekeeping things before we get into the show this episode of Screencast is brought to you by Upstart HelloFresh and Express VPN we'll tell you about those amazing sponsors later uh, and uh, of course uh, we're also brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store where we got new merch and it's dope. We can show that right there. I want this blue anime girl T-shirt so bad, and I've never said those words in my life. Uh, <laughs> Putting them all together, it just coming out of my mouth sounds wrong, but the shirt yeah. looks so right. Andy, did you do this one? Did you design this one, or someone else did this one?
2: No, RT uh, sort of uh, their designers kind of created that uh, that young woman. Um, and, is she the? And awesome. could you go on the last one too? On oh, the last one too.
0: She is. Yeah. That one's. this is, I love these two. These two shirts are so fun. Of course, this is our co- collab with Funhouse. Uh, We get the blue hair. They get the orange hair, of course. And if you guys want to see more house in orange hair, you can go check out the KF Nug Dome. Uh, Andy and I did a special episode that was of KFA really good. That was uh, where really we reviewed good. the spicy chicken McNugget and James and Elise played Wendy's. So you guys can go check that out. And also when you get to Greg's part, just shut it off. You don't need to submit your, ch- your child or your, your psyche to that at <laughs> all. <That's> um, <laughs> Joey, yes. you also have some cool stuff on the Patreon, Patreon Platinum tier. I think we finished with the Cyberpunk prints, correct?
3: This is the last month to get the final Cyberpunk prints.
0: You have 15 days, give or take a few days. I'm not quite sure what today is to get the exclusive Panda Musk Cyberpunk Cross KF mm-hmm. prints. When you have this game, when you guys are playing this game and you're thinking this could be game of the year, the thing that's going to tip it over the scales for you, Tim, is going to mm-hmm. be whether or not your room is wallpapered with me and Kevin, with Kevin with that donk a donk and me looking at that God. thing. God, just oh. Enjoying. God, it. Nick. You know what I'm Damn. talking about? I can Come on, smell those words. He's in the Daisy Dukes, everybody. It's spicy. We're oh in spicy gosh. nugget territory now, everybody. <laughs> uh, but if you guys want to be supporters of the show, of course, or be a part of the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, back at the $5 above tier it gives you uh, opportunities to write into the show, uh, just like I believe Mark did today. Uh, he gave us some reviews of the boys. Nope, it was Matt Bowers and Grant Burton. They both gave us some review of what they're thinking on season two of the boys so far. And, of course, if you want to get those sick, nasty cyberpunk prints, you want to wallpaper yourself with me and Kevin's Donka Donk? Then you can uh, back us at the fan mill tier or above, and uh, that'll get you those perks as well. All right, gentlemen.
1: Hold on, Nick, real quick. Yeah, uh, I, I want to just reiterate some things to make it extremely clear. Yeah. So what's happening here is this episode we're doing boys one through five of season two. Then the next couple of weeks it's going to be season or episode six next week, episode seven the following, eight one by one by one. Then there'll be a couple like traditional screencasts in between. And then we're going into Mandalorian, baby. We're doing the oh, same sick. same thing week to week. That's Mandalorian. Right. Don't know that. the cast of that yet, but just want everyone to, to get hyped and have an understanding Mando. of if you want to have that water cooler moment after you watch your favorite hit shows this fall, boys, Mandalorian, kind of funny, is where you want to be.
0: Spoilers, we doing? have reached out to Carl Weathers to see if he wants to do 10 episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. And he has said
2: no. But so... next year, next year, not even having to do with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Just... <laughs> no, the boys. He wants to yeah. we'll see what Carl yeah. Weathers' yeah. thoughts are on <laughs> only the boys. eight
4: episodes. And we're only doing f- four on them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we keep going. Well, for Carl Weathers, we could we go episode by episode. Not, not for you guys. For you guys out there, you're not worth us going from episode one. Uh, but for Carl Weathers, we Damn, would go dude. back to uh, Season 1, Episode <laughs> 1, and go from there. I'm just kidding. Uh, kicking it off, The Boys, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Amazon Prime Series right now, created by Eric Kripke. I don't know how you say that guy's that last one. name. Starring Carl Urban, of course. Uh, Jack Quaid, friend of the show. You guys can see his interview over on We Have Cool Friends right now. Greg and him got into it uh, in a good way. Not in a bad way. They didn't, like, scrap because I'm pretty sure Greg would cry. Uh, Anthony Star, Aunt Tony Star, and Aaron Moriarty are the leads in that. And, of course, um, Joining season two, who I think is one of the coolest characters, is Aya Cash, I think is how you say her name. Aya uh, Cash. As Aya Cash as Stormfront. And man, oh man, do you start to hate this character very quickly. Of course, uh, the boys, based on a comic book by the same name by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, uh, it follows an epitomous group of vigilantes as they combat superpowered individuals who abuse their abilities. Nick, hey, hold serious- on. What's up?
2: I'm not going to let you keep going without saying Derek Robertson.
0: I apologize, Andy. Tim, I apologize. Joe, I apologize, Kevin. Okay. I especially apologize to you and the donk. Based on a comic book of the same name by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, it follows <laughs> <we go>. the, <laughs> <laughs> the team of vigilantes is the combat superpowered individuals who abuse their abilities. The series premiered on July 26th 2019, ahead of the premiere, Amazon renewed the boys for a second season, which premiered uh, on September 4th, 2020, and is running episodes weekly. Uh, and of course, a uh, good news a third season has, in fact, been ordered. Apparently, people are liking this show a lot. I, mean, I want right. to kick it off though. Has anyone read the comic book?
4: I was going to, and then I was like, you know what? I'll read it afterwards. I'll read it's it. It's probably a smart idea. Yeah. I think I read Although that the first book,
0: and it's different. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's very different. But also, I think. They, I think in there the comic are.
0: book series, if I'm not mistaken, they fight other groups of not just the seven. The seven is like the overarching yeah, villain, yeah. but they have they've to go got, after like, other X-Men groups. they've
4: got like X Men groups and yeah. other different groups that are running around doing stuff. Sorry,
0: I, I cut you off there. What were you gonna say? All right, cool. Uh, going into Ooh. it, let's Wait, do spoiler free right now. Oh, Kevin, I, I cut you off, Kevin. Oh, I but like I think we I figured kept it going out. And finished.
1: <laughs>
3: let's, all,
0: let's all hold hands. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's him the other way. There it is, Joe, perfect. Joe. Let me get my arm through. <laughs> Does everyone grab Joey? There it is. Oh, uh, like let's bang. kick it off with Andy. Andy, what are you thinking about the Boys season two so far? Spoiler free. Uh, th-
2: I would say the last episode, episode five, mm-hmm. is the one that <clears throat> I would say I like the least because I feel like every episode in this whole series, uh, a season one as well just hasn't missed. And you leave episode feeling you leave every episode thinking damn, like I I care about everything that's happening. Even though there's one of the plot points, the the story arcs that is least is less important, I feel like it's still getting somewhere. Right. I think the show's just great. It's so self-aware. It's so um it's so funny that it knows what it wants to be. Uh and I th- I think they've nailed every aspect of it.
0: Joey, give us your thoughts, spoiler free. If you spoil anything, Kevin's gonna hold, reach out and hold your hand.
3: Oh, um, it's so interesting that you like the fifth one the least because there's. I think I like that one the most. I really like what they're doing uh, with the deep storyline. I think it's very, very good. Um, just in terms of like what that would mean in current and like within celebrity culture now. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's great. Aya Cash killing it. This is my obligatory time to tell everybody that if you like her performance in this, you need to go watch. She's the wor- or you're the worst because she's ten and She's 10 the in worst. A. Holy shit! You're the worst. But she's <laughs> no, but
2: she's, the, she's worst. the worst. Is what I'm yeah.
4: saying.
3: So good um, casting. Yeah, she's really great. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to keep watching. It was fun to have like the first three episodes to binge, and now that we have to wait week to week, it's like kind of a little bit torturous. But I'm excited.
0: Yeah, apparently people are having a big problem with that as well, Joe. You're not the only person that has an issue with that. Uh, but <laughs> that hey, sucks, what are you going to do? Like,
4: people and, going and uh, review bombing this And tanking
0: stuff. the review. Yeah. I know. It's blocked. Yeah, it's yeah. I know.
4: Come on. Like, you? If Amazon it's, it's, wants to do this, it works. We're all coming back every week, super excited on Thursdays and Fridays.
2: I didn't know people were review bombing. That's yeah. bullshit. If you look at the Season reviews one. right now,
0: they're at like two and a half
1: stars out of five. Or oh, something fuck like that. yourself, pretty- yeah. losers. You fucking losers, dude. Jesus. Season one broke a ton of records for Amazon for being like the most binged in a single weekend show uh, in history. And like, it was definitely one of the most successful Amazon originals they've put out. So I totally understand them wanting to. It's not just milk it. It's like, you know, kind of treat this thing with a bit more panache yeah. and like, respect to like make sure that it can turn into something that's sustainable. A long otherwise,
2: period. otherwise, Tim, it's it's done in a week. Yeah, like we move on to something else and it's forgotten about. And suddenly nobody cares about the boys after like a week and a half. Like, I I don't want
1: that. (laughs) And that's what happened Andy, like specifically with you, like having you on the show, I think is really cool because, uh, you know, last year when boys season one came out, we all binged it in like a weekend and we're all high on it and talking about it It was all we could talk about. And then that conversation just stopped. You didn't watch it, you know, and then you haven't thought about the boys until season two was ramping up. And then you finally watch season one for the first time.
0: Yeah. I think it's also possible that they're they have nothing else coming, so they're probably like, "Hey, why don't we just we they need do, to though. pad this out?" Yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, there was production shutdowns and things like that, so I don't know if I don't know I don't know where they're at, Joy, with the Marvelous was mazel season nineteen or wherever we're on, but uh, that shit can't come.
4: Invincible four. I think I think four. season four, yeah,
1: the Invincible animated series is coming. right It's still slated yeah. for twenty twenty. Like awesome. as of that like two weeks crazy. ago, they're just, still yeah. saying that it's coming this yeah, year, which is <laughs> I, so I imagine that's, that's a little bit
0: easier excited. to produce because you could do animated a little bit more easily remotely, but that's cool. And the cast on that is amazing, by the way. They got a lot of people. That's
2: that. so crazy that I think my first day in the studio, working on Monday in the studio, was when that news was released that uh, Seth Rogen and his group had picked up Invincible as a series and Greg had freak out on the morning show. That was, that was so long ago. <laughs> it's it's the perfect format for that. But anyway, coming back to the boys, Kevin, what
0: are your thoughts on this season?
4: Um, I love it. It's not as jarring and as extreme as the first season like I feel like things feel more paced out because like the first season was hit after hit of moment of like oh my god like they are setting this bar that seems insane to to follow um Mm. but uh I I'm really enjoying it it certainly has my attention it's one of those things that like every episode ends and I'm like oh I can't wait for next (laughs) week um so yeah no it's been a lot of fun and yeah, every week I'm more excited for the way the season's going to go.
1: Copy that. Tim, what about you? Uh, just last statement on Invincible real quick. It's like oh, sure. the, the with that and boys both are Seth Rogen uh produced. So it's and like preacher. I I'm, I
0: think he brought preacher as well to the, yeah. to the screen back then. So he's been like he's been on that, that Garth Ennis train for a while.
1: But yeah. In relation to Amazon Originals, with like the with what they're they're giving that team those teams uh, to push this, if if Invincible is anywhere near as good as what The Boys is, we're in for something real special. Because going to The Boys now, it's like I am so blown away with what this show is. It's not often we talk about what something could be, and I think The Boys is the rare exception where uh, we're never questioning like, oh, the budget's not good, or oh, the effects aren't good, or whatever. It's like the story's so good that none of that shit matters, and they use all of those things at the right moments that just enhance the story and characters and make it so cool. Season one was such a surprise to me where, like Kevin was saying, it's just hit after hit of oh fuck, they're doing this. They're going there. Cool. Right. And you're constantly surprised at what's happening. And I, I've very rarely watched a show where I have no idea where the end of this season's gonna be. Like at any moment things could totally take a left turn, but I'm here for the ride. And season two, I'm actually enjoying even more than season one, only with the context of season one having happened. I just love that they are taking time to focus on characters, to have these relationships really grow. It's a much slower season, but that doesn't mean things aren't happening. Yeah, that's not... And
4: Sorry, really quick, just to, to add, there are still big things that are catching me off guard and me being like, I cannot believe... They did that. I thought the boat was going to do something else, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> totally, totally. We're going to get to the boat stuff in a second because that's my absolute favorite episode. It's got a great moment. And I yeah. about when we got a chance to see these, uh, those, those first three episodes earlier. Uh, but I'm with Tim on this one, right, where I think the strength of the show is the characters. And the budget is just good enough to not take you out of the reality of it. I actually think that most of the effects look pretty pretty great, especially yeah, the flying definitely. stuff. And they do a lot of flying stuff, which usually can be cheesy, um, specifically with some of the Stormfront stuff when she comes in sort of like Storm with like the electrical things. I'm like, that. it looks great. And they do a lot of good practical lighting and stuff like that too. But what really gets me is that they do a great job at really putting you in these characters mindsets and like what motivates them. And specifically Homelander. I still, I find to be just the most fascinating and terrifying character in this whole thing, because he just is a child the entire time. And it's so so terrifying to watch. Like there's, we'll get into some spoilers in a couple seconds, but there are scenes in this where you're like, Oh my God, that is so fucking twisted what he's doing right now and you just you just get so instantly scared because they're set up so wonderfully and then, of course you know the the huey and and butcher relationship and how all those relationships get strengthened uh it's really really great also we finally um well that's a spoiler we won't go into spoilers just yet actually let's go into spoilers right just cast anthony star and everything man He dude. He's he's so terrifying so let's go into spoilers real quick The the moment that I'm talking about with him, I think happens in like episode two or three where he goes to his little cabin and we see. (laughs) Yeah, we see Madeline Steelwell there and you're like, oh, they brought back Elizabeth. That's weird, but it's not her. It's the guy that can like change into her doppelganger. And it's so (laughs) fucking creepy. Oh, my God.
4: Horrifying. It is horrifying. I was is he is this guy doing this against his will like i mean obviously he is but is oh yeah for sure yeah like how okay is he with this
0: not okay at all i'm pretty sure he's being held there against his will i'm pretty sure that he's just being used as a plaything, and then he's obviously meets his ultimate demise i think in the fifth episode um (laughs) there's that fourth episode yeah then there's also the gecko character which i was like well, that's just fucking fucked up. The guy that lets people
2: cut parts of his body off.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. So that he, Who so does so that, that can, as like, a side business? It's just yeah. a thing.
2: Kevin, it reminds me of uh, – I-, I mentioned this because I was doing watch-alongs on my stream, and I told everybody that it reminded me of when people pay money to go to the rooms to break stuff.
4: Yeah.
2: Or you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you could just yeah. get a hammer and, like, sure. you could just break vases and TVs and stuff. That's what it reminds me of where it's like he's charging for his service because that – that's you know some form release. of catharsis, yeah.
4: <laughs> Ooh, At the end, where that. he's like, "Oh, you can cut my dick off for an extra like 500. Yeah. yeah, and the
1: guy's
2: like, like "All right, where's the nearest like, ATM?" The,
1: ATM? <laughs> what the thing I enjoy about thing. the show the most is uh, how similar how it takes two of my favorite things, Game of Thrones and superheroes, turns them both on their heads and mashes them together in as an Amazon original show that somehow just works so well. And I think it's because from the beginning they focus on the villains just as much as they focus on the heroes. And there's always kind of like that weird question of like, who is what? And with Homelander, it's I don't understand how they Jamie Lannistered him in a season and a half. And like Game of Thrones took so many more, right? Like, we care about him as a villain. We're scared of him, and he is utterly fucking terrifying. But then all of a sudden, there's Stormfront, and she quickly turns from being like super like interesting and likable to being debatably worse than homelander in an instant and the moment that happens it's not like she changes the way she is or her character or her acting or anything it's just a little bit more context to who she is and all of a sudden you're like holy shit!" and the dynamic between stormfront and homelander in this is something that i didn't think could be achieved uh, with the boys above season one and that's why so far i'm enjoying season two so much more is that somehow they're still surprising me with character development and with the show going in directions I didn't expect where I would say specifically with the last like three episodes uh, that we've watched so far, there's about four or five times without looking at the uh, play bar of how much I have left where I'm like, oh, fuck, the episode, the credits are about to come up here. And I love that it never feels like they do. Like these episodes are long and filled with a lot of really good stuff. And unlike any other show or movie I've ever watched, I'm not like waiting for it to end. <laughs> it's yeah, like –
2: yeah. I- I keep saying that nothing feels wasted. And even though there are arcs, uh, you know, the the Deep's arc has taken a while, right? And he's a piece of shit. And he's and and as I'm watching, I'm like, how do you try to rehabilitate this image? How how do you try to make him a likable character? And they're not. They're just going a way different direction with it. But it's still entertaining. And you don't feel bored with it. Like, I'm still, even though the Deep's uh, story is like the D plot, right, at this point, because there's so many different moving parts. I still give a shit about what he's doing because I know that there's something fucked up going to happen with it and something really fucked up tied to all of it.
4: One thing that's crazy is it feels like it was it ended when he brought this giant whale and like failed again (laughs) like the deep does. And now they've introduced the whole like, oh, he's getting married. And then it's like, oh, and there's a little bit more. Here's a collective. Well, the, the, here's the Amazonian lady in the episode five. What's her name? Maeve. 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 That's it. Maeve. gonna deal with them, right? Yeah, making yeah. some sort so of dope. deal. And it's like, so cool. Yep. We don't
0: know what for yet, and that's going to be cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that the only storyline that I think drags a little bit that I'm kind of tired of, and I'm kind of glad that it's wrapping up, is Frenchie and uh, Kimiko. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, just get, stop. Like, stop trying to help this person. She doesn't want your help. It's getting it's getting old at a certain point, but it comes to a head, and that's fine. Um, but everything else, I, I really like. I like, I like the Mother's Milk character. I like, I like the dynamic between Mother's Milk Butcher and Huey, Why and how they're all sort of name? like.
4: Such a weird name.
2: Shout out oh. to shout out to DJ Kanza for getting me a cameo from Laz as Mother's Milk. <laughs> it was oh, great. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. Laz, Laz just ta- Laz talking, be like, "What up, Andy? Thanks for doing the watch-alongs. You're, you know, <laughs> it's like that's, that's so funny." funny. Dope. Um uh, Yeah, I've just, I've just been really, really happy with with this show so far. I think. Um, the the last episode the we're, we're in spoiler territory right
0: we are in mm-hmm. spoiler territory
2: yeah. okay like the, the last episode episode 5 um when we start to see the relationship turn between uh homelander and stormfront i i was enjoying it a lot it, it's still entertaining it's still like fun to watch and it's like oh my god what's going to happen next but i was really loving the direction of pitting them against each other mhm And 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 seeing their personalities collide until you started to see her kind of say, oh, I've got my meme guy making memes for you now, Homelander like he's he's helping you out. And then that's when it's sort of, you know, the light bulb flashes It's like, oh, I could really use this help. And then we start to see that really weird fucking sex scene between both of them. I love it. Um, yeah, and it's exploding so in the middle hard. of the room. Oh, it's good. so it's entertaining as hell. I would, I was just really loving the direction of seeing like oh what's gonna happen when they go at each other yeah. and they actually went at each other in a different way. <laughs>
4: but I, feel oh, like um, they,
0: I I think I, they will. Quick piece I, of trivia, real quick for episode of of, of stormfront in the original Garth and his comic book stormfront is a man uh, and he can he can do all he can fly and manipulate weather and electricity and is nearly as powerful as Homelander. But I think that that switching that character over to female um it's interesting because it changes that dynamic al- also mm-hmm. but that character starts off you hate her from the beginning because she is just that annoying and this is no disrespect to millennials but like the millennial stereotype of like always on her phone and like doesn't care about I loved institutions her. or yeah. anything loved her and then you start <laughs> hating her even more because she just starts subtly throwing in some not so subtle racism and you're like wait a minute are you just a fucking blaring racist and then man it just progresses worse yeah, and, then and worse you find out there.
4: that she's like weirdly Liberty. old yeah, she she's was Liberty at some point, and has, it's like and he, just randomly
0: murders people. All yep. I, dude with the part where she's got the kit the uh, Kimiko's brother. Yep. and she goes, "Open your eyes. I want. I like to see the light go out." I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah, yeah. Like you're
2: off. And like, I, I uh, messed up at, at first. You're you're kind of rooting for her because it feels like she's gonna drive the wedge into the Seven and really fuck up all their shit, right? And the Seven's gonna be ruined and. There's going to be uh, an infighting, and then Vot's going to be destroyed, and because she's the one, even though she's a part of the Seven, she's always, you know, campaigning in the streets and saying like, "Look, they're lying to you. Vot's lying to you. The Seven, you know, blah blah blah." And you're kind of feeling like, "Oh fuck yeah, she's really like blowing the lid off this stuff," and then she. Calls the Kimmy uh, Kimigo's Brother a yellow bastard. It's like, oh fuck, oh this is and like she, she's actually super racist. She yeah. also
4: kills a bunch of people. Like you can tell that she doesn't care about human life when she's yeah. running around in the apartment building, just like
2: just
0: murdering.
4: Where she know. like yeah, stops they, chasing and will just murder people. And it's like, yeah, the dude, yeah. the
2: dude got zapped and like yeah. hit his head against a refrigerator. I forgot what the hell happened, but yeah, you start to see, oh, she's actually really, really fucked up. And then it it becomes kind of obvious that. Homelander is the nationalist and she is just the straight-up racist like Homelander is like all about America if you're not American, I don't, I don't fuck with you. And she's just like, if you're not white, I don't fuck with you.
0: <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's really crazy. It's pretty intense. Uh, dialing it back a little bit, guys, uh, real quick, just going through quickly episode, the episode guy, we have the big ride, which is episode one, uh, which kicks off with, but you're still missing Huey, Mother's Milk, Frenchie and Kimiko are now fugitives and Homelander and Vought are more powerful than ever. Uh, but just as the boys are about to leave the country, they're pulled back into the fray. Uh, one of the things that just going on this, one of the things that I thought was, is so good about the show and specifically, this episode is you, it starts hopeless. You're like we have lost. This is not good. We're living in the basement. Uh, we're, we're dealing with these gangsters, and then they figure out. Um, I forget what is it they 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 figure out that piece of inf- intel that they take to the CIA operative, and then her head explodes.
2: Oh <laughs> it my just God.
0: explodes. <laughs> And you're In like mid
3: conversation. Well, no how can they drive warning.
0: these characters more and more into just the depths of despair? Uh, and that thing just explodes. And we still don't have a resolution for why that's happening yet, uh, as of episode five. But I can't wait to see do, how that plays out. Do we just think like that guys. it was
4: like an implant, or is someone did someone? No, somehow... I think got,
2: uh, I think like a, a, ES, a ESP. Is that that? No, no, no. It- ESP, so what ESP, E.S.P.
0: is where when you can hear people's thoughts, yeah, or you I can see so. other, other places. What, what am I thinking? Telekin, telekinetic, telekinetic energy? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Dream I don't know. I don't know anything about that, guys. But I do know about our amazing sponsors. Wow. Uh, the first of which <laughs> is. Upstart, as most of us have found out the hard way getting into debt is easy getting out is hard especially if your credit score isn't great thankfully now there's upstart.com the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt we've all had friends I've had I've had multiple family members that could have used services like this because they got in way too deep with credit cards Uh, you've heard Greg Miller talk about how much he could have used this when he first moved to San Francisco and got into a ton of debt definitely a service worth checking out if you uh, are worried about your debt right now upstart goes beyond the credit the traditional credit score and when assessing your credit worthiness they actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate Uh, upstart believes you're more than just your credit they believe in you they make it fast simple and easy to check your rate since it's just a soft pull it won't affect your credit score the hard pull happens if you accept their rate the best part once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. Here's how you take advantage of it. CY Upstart is ranked. why Upstart is top ranked in their category with 4.9 out of five rating on Trustpilot. And hurry to Upstart.com/slash/morning to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. Uh, That's upstart.com slash morning. Next up, we got HelloFresh. Man, we've been talking about HelloFresh for a while because we love it. And Tim and Gia use it all the time. Uh, Get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Uh, HelloFresh offers delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. Uh, There's something for everyone, including low calorie vegetarian and kid friendly recipes. Uh, Since, They offset their operations, travel, and shipping emissions. HelloFresh's carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. Uh, That's pretty cool. The source is the University of Michigan on that. Uh, Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. Um, And here's some fun stuff. Uh, HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe, including contactless delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and uh, team member wellness checks. Uh, HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019, and this year they're stepping up food donations to local communities amid uh, the coronavirus crisis. You guys have heard us talk about this a lot because Tim loves the fact that Gia loves HelloFresh because she cooks from all the time. And he's right now very excited because she's going to cook for him some firecracker meatballs with roasted meatballs. beans (laughs) beans <laughs> and that scared me and jasmine rice <laughs> that's how excited he is he just <laughs> came out of nowhere i got a bunch of screens in front of me and i'm looking at these meatballs right now thinking man one day tim will invite me over for dinner but i just want
2: tim to yell in my ear, spicy, <laughs> spicy meatballs
0: uh here's how you take advantage of this great offer go to hellofresh.com 80 morning and use the code 80morning to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 80morning, and use the code 80morning to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping. Lastly, we got our good friends over at ExpressVPN. Listen, there are a ton of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them, and some you may have even used, uh, some of you may have even used a VPN before, but we like to do our research here, kind of funny, on our sponsors. We only recommend brands that are listeners that we believe in, and we believe in Express VPN because it is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. Express VPN doesn't log your data. There's lots of really cheap and free VPNs that make money by selling your data to ad companies. Uh, ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. Uh, second is speed i have had a lot of VPNs in the past, many slow your connection down or uh, make your device sluggish. Uh, I've been using ExpressVPN for a while and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when we connect to servers thousands of miles away, I uh, can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. Uh, the last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is uh, how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything, you just fire up the app and click one button to connect. It's so easy, even your grandparents could you do it. And it's not just me saying this. Wire, The Verge, CNET, and other tech company experts rate ExpressVPN, the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that we use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash morning today, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash morning. ExpressVPN.com/slash/morning
1: to learn more. Now back to the boys. All Something right, so. that I appreciate uh, so much about this show, both season one and now especially season two, yeah. is when we did Kevin Smith in review. Uh, we went through all the different movies, ending with uh Bill and Jane and Silent Bob, Bill Jane Silent Bob reboot, and uh, you know, kind of the the core of <laughs> Bill that and movie. Ted. Yeah, Bill and <laughs> Silent Ted. Uh, the the whole core of that movie was. The, the idea and concept of what a reboot looks like in 2020 and like oh there has to be like representation of this this and this and all that stuff and like all of that was played for jokes but really it was not much of a joke it was kind of just here is what it is you know there's, there wasn't much commentary there it's like this is what this would be the boys takes it so much further and it reminds me a lot of south park in the way that i am so impressed that a show that is this nuanced can and with so many characters and so much going on and such a uh kind of understood language that superheroes are to us now like we are so aware of universes and teams and all this stuff that like they can get away with an actual message and the message that they have feels very south park in the sense that it's talking about stuff going on right now you know it's like dealing with uh people uh, getting canceled and having to like how do they come back from that and not just in one way in multiple ways whether it's the deep or homelander and yeah. you know, having Stormfront's character uh, be you this be extremely b- bot,
0: right, bot also yeah, hundred percent in trouble, All- and they figure out a way. And, and shout out to Giancarlo Esposito, who's just He's like so forever the best calm bad guy. <laughs> He's always going to be that guy. He's so
1: good. It's so good, and just the way that they can put him against Homelander in a way that at any given moment you're rooting for the one or the other, and that yeah. can just flipped based on who's the star of that scene. That's so great, but. I feel like even getting into the Mave storyline they currently have going on and how the uh, you know LGBT representation is being handled is so masterful, in my opinion, of what I'm experiencing from it, where it's like it they're they're hitting the actual realness of it, where it's like, hey, cool, this representation matters, but representation <clears throat> done properly matters. And having right. these like Not Hollywood corporate. execs come in and the corporatized yeah. stuff, it's like I love that they're showing so many different angles to it and the way that all the different characters are kind of reacting to it. Like the fact that this season focuses on the Dawn of the Seven movie being made as they're going through and having them behind the scenes dealing with their real world issues and kind of treating like the the whole A-Train storyline is awesome. Great, And I didn't think I'd ever care about A-Train again after season one. You know, it's like the fact that even he has a relevant storyline that's building into all this stuff. It's like, that's what makes the show truly special to me and why I think season two is... As strong as it is, is it's allowing itself to to go deeper while still adding even more flashy, crazy moments that make us go, holy shit, that's shocking. Yeah, and the, I, like that. I think I like there's that. one line that
2: really just showed me how self-aware they are and how smart the writing is, is um, when douchey movie director is sort of pitching them on the idea of the dawn of the seven. And there's a moment where I think he... I think something is pitched to where, um, one of the the woman characters—I don't know if it was Starlight or or Mave—one of them has to wear something really skimpy, and and one of them like you know sort of says like, "Hey, that's really really sexist." I'm not sure if it was about what they were wearing or what they were doing, but I think it was
4: Starfront what... being like, "Hey, isn't this written by like Starlight?" Stormfront. Oh, Starfront. Starlight, Starfront.
2: Yeah. Right, but, she didn't but,
4: say the thing about like you write meant women terribly, and he was like, "I have two sisters" or something.
2: Exactly, yeah. that's and that's the perfect line because that is like such the, the the quintessential thing that you know people will jump to when they are accused of of being sexist, and they'll say, "Look, I have a daughter, dude. I would you know mm. like whenever whenever somebody is is um, accused of of you know sexual assault or something, or and they'd be like, "I could never do this. That's not me. I have a daughter," and that's always the thing they jump to, and the fact that they push that into this script it's like i heard that i was like this is fucking genius dude like I, I i just love all of i love all the writing i love how self-aware it's it, it is
0: how about the uh the just the concept of the brand girls get it done where it's yeah. just so immediately you're you're cringe at it and then it just gets more and more corrupted as the, <laughs> as the, the thing goes and uh, similar to like how starlight and I, I like her character transition here too because she's starting to find her sort of true identity and we get some back and forth between her and her mother as well as to like how you know they're they're interested. but she's also becoming more cunning and she's already kind of figured out a way to blackmail people to get out of be, having the ramifications of having leaked compound v uh but you know we have her with a train being like hey I, I forgot oh she's like oh you killed your you know i i know that you killed your ex-girlfriend like if that comes out you're finished so he's like he leaves her alone and then of course when stormfronts uh, it confronts her and, and is like, "Hey, what's going on?" She's like, "I know your liberty. I don't know who you are. Like, that's gonna ruin you too." So she keeps getting out of these these issues while digging herself deeper and deeper in, into it with all of these enemies. Um, I think this is a wonderful place to put your character from a conflict standpoint, but it's terrifying every time she walks into a room, and you really feel that. You feel the pressure of what it is to be her and like
1: dealing with all these things while still having to be embedded into this group. Dude, Stormfront to me is so so impressive of a character and so well written because Kevin and Andy, what you guys were talking about about that line and the I have a sister, I have sisters, and all that stuff. It's like I love that Stormfront. Ninety eight percent of the time that we've seen so far, I'm sure this is about to change dramatically. uh, But ninety eight percent of the time, what we've seen so far is everything that she says is kind of stuff that we'd be like, I'm with you. You know what I mean? It's like she's kind of speaking for the audience of like being on the right side of things or handling situations the right way. And then there's just that twist of, like, oh, fuck, no, you're actually the most evil of any of them. Yeah. And, like, I think that that, that is such interesting well, that's character even... where earlier I was talking about Jamie Lannister. And it's, like, it's kind of Jamie Lannister mixed with Tyrion <laughs> Lannister, where it's, like, you're with them all the way. But then every once in a while, like, oh, fuck that, though, no. Well,
0: no, see, for me, I think the character is set up so beautifully because she comes in as the disruptor, right? And you're, like, oh, finally, someone's, like someone's in a position of power in this organization to really pull the curtain back and show how horrible and and how corporatized and how just productized everything is at this company. And they don't really give a shit about, oh no, she's she's gonna use it to her advantage and like do something insidious. We don't know what yet, but she's basically trying to just gain control of this group and she's doing it the way, you know, to mirror like the election frauds and like the Russian hackers and all these things. She's realized that the power of the internet and there's that great scene where she talks to him, she's like, you want everyone to love you, but you don't realize that that time is done. You don't need 50 million people to love you. You need 5 million people who are pissed off. And she's like, you have fans. I have soldiers. And that's such a powerful line for me because I'm like, that is exactly what people are doing right now. They're like radicalizing followings to try and do whatever, you know, help them do whatever political ends are at right now. And to me, that's super scary because not knowing she has that other line. She goes, well, she will know this works when it when it winds up on your uncle's Facebook page. And and that's just so it's like that creepy, horrible, chilling thing that the Internet can do because you're not sure what's true and what's not true. Are we going to go through talk... episode by episode? Um, I well we're we're getting there on time, but we can go we can go through a couple of them just real quick. Uh, we did episode one. Episode two kicks off. With Butcher's back uh, with the boys. The tensions uh, flare with Huey. Homelander spends quality time with his new family. We should talk about this as well. Yeah. Uh, Starlight and Stormfront bond at a press junket, and the boys hunt down a super terrorist uh, with a startling identity. God, how so this crazy is where we get introduced it, the, to him and that relationship with the kid, which is so fucked up.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say it's so crazy that uh, we've gone this long talking about season two and not brought <laughs> and up the, about the biggest big thing, thing that, at, like that ended season one, where it was like, oh shit, Homelander has a kid and it's Butcher's wife. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and no, it's the kid isn't. And it's Butcher's and wife. But your mm-hmm. step kid um, this whole relationship. And this is like this is another one of those like terrifying things. Right. As we pull back and we see the compound she's living in, which is pretty much just there to keep her in. And she has this weird like doll life in this thing where she's just trying to. And, and but they do such a good job at showing the differences between this care, the kid and Homelander. And if you remember from season one. We saw how Homelander was brought up. He was brought up in the sterile, cold environment with doctors. We even get some some stuff from the doctors um, in that, where that raised him. He was like, I totally fucked up. Like, I, I didn't, didn't realize how much a lack of love and empathy for a child, what that would do to them later, and essentially turn them into a psychopath. And so when she gets to a point, I think in episode four or five, where she's like, I can't leave this kid, you really feel it because you're like, if she does, A, she'd be abandoning her child, which is a horrible thing. B, she's also basically just dooming this kid to being Homelander 2.0 when he grows up, just being a psychopath who goes around killing whoever he wants. Um, and then, of course, this is also the episode where they introduce Kimiko's brother, and she goes in and she like murks all those those ex-terrorists uh, uh, and then hugs the brother, and you're like, okay, well, this is super scary. Uh, A quick little uh, piece of trivia on this. Uh, This is the point where the gills, (laughs) where the deep gets high and talks to his gills. (laughs) And the gills are voiced by Patton (laughs) Oswalt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I also have a bunch of uh, a bunch of little tiny things of feedback. But Billy Joel music plays a huge, um, a huge part in pretty much every one of these episodes. Uh, And uh, let's see. In this one, it's the song You're Only Human. uh, And Huey sings along as his phone with Butcher returns uh, to his meeting. So this is where Butcher kind of comes back to the group. Um, and I, I like specifically how they handled butchers uh, character in this because he wakes up in the middle of a parking lot and then just runs across the street and like asks for paper at a Tony Romo's or whatever, whatever the fictitious thing is. and starts writing it down and then sees himself up on the screen as like a, as a terrorist and he's like, fuck, my life is, my life is fucked right now. Um, don't have any other ones. Don't know about the truth of that. Uh, episode three, going into that, unless you guys want to talk about anything, from episode two, uh, Over the Hill with Swords of a Thousand Men is what this is called. Uh, the boys take to the high seas to safeguard their prisoner. Uh, and this is where they've already established <laughs> the relationship with the ex-CIA agent who's now helping them out. And she says, if you get this prisoner to us, this terrorist that has snuck in, um, then I'll free, I'll get you guys off off the hook for everything. And then, of course, that goes horribly, horribly wrong. And this is my favorite scene in the series so far, because in order for um, what's it, the deep... redeem himself he puts a whale on the beach and then you have that wonderful moment where butcher just looks at it and then he just increases the throttle on the boat and everyone's like what the fuck is going on and then it cuts to huey just in the stomach of the whale and they're like we got to go He goes, you know what you guys just go ahead and go without me i'm good i'm gonna just i'm just gonna hang
2: out here for a little bit (laughs) it's right next
4: to it's a giant (laughs) whale heart beating
2: i uh i am so glad i didn't watch the trailer because this was spoiled in the trailer apparently mm-hmm. and so a lot of people in in my chat room were like oh, i'm so glad he didn't watch it because it was it was so shocking to me and uh, again it just shows that this this show doesn't give a shit about what it's doing it's just gonna always kind of like try to surprise you and make you laugh and have you say holy shit a bunch mm-hmm. yeah. um but also, just kind of a weird scene because the deep just kind of disappeared for a while and I don't know where he went. And then well, yeah, they had all... back a
0: little bit here and there. They were like, no, she... Remember, because no, the, the character from Friends was like, Hey, now's your chance. This is what's happening. You need to get out there and like no, prove that you're No, no,
2: no. I mean, in. I mean, that oh, like oh, you oh, know, I'm they sorry. escape into the sewers and the deep kind of like reappears think... to talk to the seven. I think oh, he oh, right, got right.
4: knocked out or like knocked out. Yeah, when he got whale... thrown back when because he was on the whale. The whale wasn't beached. It was right next to the beach. And it yeah. was hit with such force that it slid Pushed onto it the beach. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: it, it was yeah. It was just. It was a little too convenient for me. I was like, where's the deep during all this when they're having their com- conversations? And then finally, Mother's <laughs> and Book is like, all right, I'll wait in here with you. And then Huey's like,
1: okay, fuck, let's go. And he's like, yeah, good, yeah, go. let's go. Um, <laughs> this was yeah. the episode for me where last season, I would say it was like, Towards the five through seven area, where uh, we really got into the the female storyline, and I got a little bit confused about who was doing what at certain moments, just because there were so many. It's like normal shows have a plot, b plot, c plot. This one I feel like goes all the way down to J uh, at all times. And this was the episode this season where I was kind of like, for a minute, like, all right, so now they're in the sewers. And at the moment where Starlight was like against Huey because of Homelander, I was like. I don't exactly remember why they're broken up. And it's like, then I I remembered bits of it, but all of it just started like feeling like uh, too much was going on where after this episode it was cleared up for me, but I just felt like what the boys themselves, like their plot seemed so not as important as everything else going on Mm -hmm. that when they kind of collided with the seven in this, it was just a little jarring for me.
0: Um just in case you guys are wondering a little piece of trivia here uh the production didn't actually beach a whale no shit uh it actually uh, that thing is actually a giant a giant prosthetic that features five puppet operators to create its movement Fuck yeah. I'll, I'll never forget there's a moment where after that scene cuts and it comes back to the whale with the with the the little uh the speedboat embedded in its belly you can still hear the whale like, mm, like it's still <laughs> in its death throes. Man, they really did a good job of that. I do want to give a shout out to episode one as well, where it starts off with that cool montage where everything's happening, but we're also seeing Black Noir go after the um, the terrorists in like the Middle East, and then he rips one of the dudes like head just open. Oh man, that was just that was a shocking. I mean, last, moment, night, last night's
2: episode, last night's episode, the fucking defacing oh, the facing, of the dude. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, this oh, show constantly—it's like it's the perfect show to just like. I, you, it's hard for me to watch it while I am trying to be quiet. Like, I can't watch it at night. I have to watch <clears> it during the daytime so that I could go, oh, fuck. Like, because it requires it requires a lot of that.
0: Um, episode four, of course, is titled Nothing Like It in the World. And this is where Mike Hugh and Annie go out and find out about liberty. Uh, Frenchie still has a relationship problems with uh, Kimiko, which I just don't like at all. And then Homelander continues to unravel. And I believe he gets accused of being a war criminal in this one because he just randomly murked. He shot someone with lasers, and the guy behind him was a, was a random civilian and got killed. I think that was um, episode five. What's up? That was, that was last, last
1: night's.
4: The war criminal stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize.
0: Yeah. He's but, up, He's unraveling in episode four. Episode five is that. And then in episode five, he goes, and we haven't even talked about the character who is the, uh, the congressperson, the congresswoman, who's trying to basically get, pull the curtain aside on Voight. But then she has that terrifying moment where she's giving a rally, and he just comes down and lands beside her, and then he makes it infinitesimally worse for himself yeah. and we cut back to the handler character and she's just pulling literally pulling <laughs> her and it's just like falling out because this guy just does not freaking get it what what happened in episode four um just- episode four is where they go <clears> to <throat> find uh they go on the road trip and yeah, that's where like, Liberty.
3: they kind of bond oh, yeah, and then yeah,
0: they yeah. have that moment where um, they walk out of the diner and a car hits another car and she goes I have to go save him and he goes you can't do that right now like they're gonna know who you are we gotta go we're flying low they bang they bang, yeah. do you bang? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they do bang Yeah, a lot of banging happened yeah. was,
4: was that also <laughs> the episode where Star- Billy from... and his
3: wife get back together
0: that is the episode I believe where Billy is trying to right. get her out of yeah. there yeah. and yeah, she yeah, decides not to go yeah uh, because the next episode is when he quit. He's like, "Screw it, I quit," uh, and he goes to visit his aunt and get his dog, um, and then Billy or uh, Huey yeah. and Mel, Mel go and get him. And then they, you know they, the black he, they have that terrifying moment where he gets in his car and like looks for a second and oh then looks God. back in his rearview mirror yeah. and black noir is just on the roof of the thing. I don't know what their plan was to call him the, the gas. I thought they were just going to escape with that, but I guess they wanted to wait until nighttime to let this thing kill them.
4: I think that that they were. Prepping, right? They were setting up, making all those bombs. Oh, and making whatnot. all the bombs yeah. and stuff. Yeah,
0: but Didn't black work.
4: noir in the background, just chilling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's the creepiest character in this whole thing. Like he's in, the, so in the very cool. beginning, when he walks out with the kid's dad's head and looks over, and the kid's on his bed, and he takes his little teddy bear and like shakes it a little bit. Yeah, and then just puts it down in the he's bed. So
2: yeah, like he's that. really, really unsettling. Yeah, um,
0: very unsettling.
2: Uh, but yeah, the idea that that whole sequence was. I was honestly, like, just kind of scared when they are hiding <laughs> underneath when they are in the basement and they're hearing the explosions, which I'm assuming he's throwing in like gas grenades in there or he's throwing in no, their the the own shit. No, wait, Upstairs,
0: they, they made makeshift tripwires
2: oh right okay yeah. gotcha gotcha, and it,
0: gotcha. It, to, to try to stop him but i guess he like regenerates like that's cool.
2: right that's right they were yeah they were kind of home alone
0: down there and, and, and it's cool because they have a little moment a little bit of blocking that i thought was clever because these guys know what the hell they're doing someone threw a smoke grenade someone threw a pillow over it
4: yeah just to, yeah so it really didn't like cool.
0: disperse really quickly i was like oh that's kind of cool and then of course they go upstairs and it's interesting i watched this episode twice um because i was able to watch some of these episodes early didn't catch that he wanted them to leave so cool. Because he wanted to make that deal with Black Noir and not have them hear that the kid exists. But they came back in. And it, so at first I was like, oh, he's telling them to get the fuck out because he thinks they're going to die. It wasn't <clears> that. <throat> I think he was telling them to get out because he was about to make that deal with with Vought. And he didn't want them to hear that he had a kid or his wife had is alive and stayed because she's guarding the kid. Because remember he just said, remember yeah. he tells them that she's, oh, she's waiting for me down the road. And they're like, she's not really waiting for you. He's like, no, nah, she stayed home with Homelander's kid. This is the worst situation ever. Yeah. But I, I love how that scene played Fucking out, too. Where he, just, he gives him the phone, and he goes, okay, put, put Black Noir back on. because, <laughs> and, and then he just drops him and walks away. It, it's terrifying.
4: It's extremely terrifying how Black Noir just seems like he's got the little camera on his chest and seems to just do exactly what he's told, you know?
2: Yeah, he's mm, such a yeah. machine. He's just – he's yeah. like – it feels like there isn't a whole lot of feeling there. And obviously that's what they're going for. But I just love that he is straight up assassin. Like yeah. I, I, I am the weapon. I am, you know, whatever I happens, I am the person who's like trying to kill. Uh, yeah. Trying to kill. Uh, what's his face? Butcher.
1: Well, what's cool really about it scary. is we never see his face and we never hear him. He never yeah. says anything. And it's, it's like, like that, that commitment to that character. is awesome. It's just so funny
4: that he comes like in what was it, the second episode or he goes to that woman and he's like that, like handles all the uh, oh, the security stuff. camera, yeah, the security camera. And he just hands her a note that's like written in crayon <laughs> and it just says butcher. And It's like, but- what is wrong with like, what's the deal <laughs> yeah. here?
0: Well, what's what I love about the character, it, which makes him especially terrifying for me is you guys. I don't know if you remember this at all or how big of fans you were of G.I. Joe growing up, but there was a character called Snake Eyes that was this character. He was like a ninja. He never talked. He never saw his face, but he was a force for good. And the fact that they've sort of taken that and corrupted it and made it into this like childish, weird, unstoppable, scary creature. It just makes it that much more terrifying for me. Yeah. We also um,
4: had uh, the Vought reveal in episode three, right? Where the oh, news goes out and compound oh, right, V compound
0: finally going out. And everybody then of course,
4: knows, and we have the scene where he's in the hallway and, just crying, or at least mm-hmm. it looks like he's crying in, in his helmet, and it's just like he's terrifying. He's very, very scary.
0: Of course, I love, I love the scene when they're all, all the PR people are in the room, and they're like, "We got two ways we can go: we can deny, or we can mea copa And then John uh, Carlo Esposito just smiles and he's like, "Oh, I know who to lay this off on." And then the next scene they cut, and he's laying it off on Madeline Steelwell. He's like, mm-hmm. we sh- "This was a small. We didn't know this was happening." This was led by her, and you're know, like, "Oh, he's gonna get away scot free." He's terrifying. and now she's dead. Yeah, it's, and now it's, she's gone. So it's the perfect scapegoat. It's so good. And it's then, then
2: at the, again, at the end of episode five, we get the infamous line of, "Quit being a fucking pussy. Laser my fucking tits." Yeah, we do.
1: Yes, we, we do. Get which that. was line.
2: which was what a what a line, so and and a crazy sort of uh a crazy sort of connection, all because of the fact that, you know, obviously Homelander has this big issue with. Uh, Stormfront, her kind of disrupting things, her coming in here and thinking that she's gonna sort of become the boss, and Homelander being like, I'm the I'm in charge, like the seven are fucking my you know. Mm-hmm. So, th- there's that great sort of uh opposition right there. Uh, and then they end up banging a- in a very violent way, and they're breaking all sorts of shit and they're punching each other, and it is
1: intense cool as hell, man. I was it all about cool it
0: as hell, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, wait, we real quick, playing.
1: real quick, one. Sure. Shot from that we didn't talk about yet that I thought was like insanely cool for it being the boy killing the people. Yes, was Homelander uh when he comes, dude. I know this show is successful because I was like, "Holy shit, is he really about to kill these people?" And then when he fucking does it, I was like, "What is this show (laughs) doing?" And then when it like cuts and he didn't actually do it, it was a moment I'm like, "Thank God," because like I don't know if that direction could work. Yeah, what what do you do? And it's like it's just so brilliant where it's like this show uses shock to such great extents that it doesn't feel cheap it feels earned so that when they do a shocking moment like that and take it back immediately i'm not like ah fuck you i'm like thank god you know Cool it was
2: it, it was intense. Yeah, the, the feeling that you start to see in, in his eyes. And then there's that uh, the the man from the army in the front row flicking flicking them off. And it's like, oh, my God, he's going to do something. And then the eyes burn off. And you just see the top down view was just so intense to just see mo people getting mowed down like a the laser just
4: like 100 people at once
2: dude it was so fucking intense i felt awful my body was hurting my chest was hurting and then it just cuts back and it's like oh god like i had the same feeling team we're like how do you recover from this? yeah yeah (laughs) i love it like
0: keep keep doing the great work guys you guys are the real heroes and then then there's that and then then there's
2: that there's also that great scene of him watching the footage and crying and having a little freak out and he's just so good like i Mm. i love homelander so much because he's such a piece of shit like he's One of the most entertaining characters I've ever seen on TV whenever uh, I I think season one, I liked him a lot more because the evil was a little bit less present, even though he was letting a whole airplane of people die and getting like what, what an incredible sequence that was. But it's it's the chumminess. It's the anytime he would talk and there's a smile and he's saying something terrible. And, and I would just smile and be like, he's such a piece of shit. And I love this guy. Like, he's such a terrible person, but so entertaining to watch. Like, An- Anthony Starr is... I can't tell. I couldn't tell that he wasn't American, by the way. Great accent. On oh, the is he not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Kiwi. He's, he's not? He's QE. He's
1: from was New Zealand. Kiwi. Yeah. That was, that was Did, great. But seeing him, seeing him this season kind of break down in, in every aspect, like, not just like, oh, we're seeing him cry. But when he's doing the press conference that he shouldn't be doing and he's standing yeah. in front for a lot of people mm-hmm. with a mic and he's just like, oh, well, well I, I had to do it and whatever. They're like, oh, so wait. You've done it before? And he's like, oh, well, well, and he's, like, like stumbling he's like, through. These
0: things just happen sometimes. Wait, I, that, has this has happened before? How many times has yeah. this happened before? Oh, it's, so,
1: it's just so great to, like, to see him get his comeuppance in a way that doesn't just feel like, oh, someone punched him harder. Well, it's yeah, like, he's
4: yeah. he's destroying himself, and it's in every different avenue. We're in, like, the beginning of the season, we saw him go up against the the new head of Vought, and he got taken down so hard. Totally. Yeah, we saw him go up to, to Stormfront, and she she was smarter about it because there is the it is of like who's stronger and she had that moment where she was like hey hey i'm just i'm just messing around like yeah, i can tell that i've pushed yeah. you a little too
0: far <laughs> yeah. let's back this up a little bit yeah that's smart for her all right uh ladies and gentlemen next week of course we are going to do a full review of the blood doors excuse me the blood doors off I guess is the name of episode season two, episode six of the boys. Uh, but before we conclude oh, wow. this episode, blowing the doors off, right? <laughs> no, the bloody doors off. Oh, the bloody doors off is, that how, is, that, is how that is that. That's what it looks Got like. It. I don't know. Let's take a look. I might be wrong. We go. Now is episode five of the bloody doors off but it's not possessive. I don't know. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, because what does matter mm-hmm. is you, the Patreon producers out there and supporters out there. Uh, you guys remember, if you want to back this show at the $5 above uh, level, excuse me, you want to back us at the $5 above level, it gives you the opportunity to be a part of our shows, just like Matt Bowers did. He says, the boys continues to be one of my favorite shows running right now. It's ability to be hilarious and dark and hyper violent all at the same time is truly fantastic. The scene at the end of episode five was just ridiculous gold and butchers. One liners are on another level. Uh, he does call people to see you next Tuesday a lot in this. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Graham Burton wrote in said so far season two of the boys has been good, maybe even great. I like how the show continues to push what a superhero comic book TV can be uh, a show can be. It's not about heroes taking down bad guys. The characters of Homelander is quickly becoming one of the best villains around. He has an intimidating, scary presence whenever he's on screen, and he's a character I love to hate. However, I'm wondering where the things are heading because there isn't much momentum or plot progression so far. I hope the show doesn't start uh, to drag things out, and because of the shopping crude, go- uh, crude, gory elements of it, it runs the risk of outstaying its welcome and losing its impact. It gets a thumbs up from me. Well, there you go. Let us know. Uh, watch episode six next week guys and then write in and let us know what you thought about that and your highlights or things you didn't like and we'll go over those again that's patreon.com slash kind of funny meanwhile we'll all be back next week to talk about that and some news and some other stuff we probably been watching as well but until then guys thank you so much for joining me today
1: you want me to to sign off nick
2: uh
0: what's up tim
1: i was i just want to say that uh, a lot of people are like oh man i haven't watched the episode yet because it actually just came out today Amazon drops their shit way early. Like last night it was like around seven it, fifty PM. It, no, it, it was like five thirty for me. Oh, then great. Yeah. yeah. Like it the day before <clears throat> it comes out. So you have you have a lot of time to watch stuff. So check early if you're if you're interested. Cool. Andy, sign off for us. Shut up, you dumb
2: bud. What bollocks yeah. I love that. I like the fake <laughs> movie they're making. It's so good. <laughs> That's great.